first time I heard this song, I didn't like it, but now I'm just it's I'm grown on you. <laughs> I know it grows on you. Yeah, yeah. It grows on you. It's, it's, it's a great song. Yeah, it is great. Show twenty eight, Argentina World Cup wrap up. Yeah, got myself Tornog with James Palmer, Rich Eames, and Nick Keeman in studio. First show. All of us are in studio together. This is big. This is a huge really cool. fucking deal. Monument moment if they, you know, if it's a monument bro to be part of it. Yeah. I know. It's, we're drinking beers. We're just having a good time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the sponsor of the show. Let's get them going. Pro Gate. Winning starts the Great Gate. Nick, how's your gate today? Did you start with the Great Gate? Yeah. All right. Nick came to start with the Great Gate and this Pro Gate you're up. It's, the only, it's the only gate out there. It is the only gate. There's literally no other gate. You can't buy another one. You literally no, no, no other gates in the world. No other gate. <laughs> your pro gate Europe today, as well as Berm Academy and Jason Carnes. We don't have a Berm Academy story time today because we're doing this podcast on a Sunday night after racing. So obviously we can't really logistically phone Jason right now. No. <laughs> so um, Berm Academy ad. Get on tour with Jason Carnes. He tours around, takes riders to different tracks um, all over the country. You get to go to different races, um, see the pros. What else? Let's be real. If you if you heard his last story, story time with Jason, you probably know that he's out with some some chick right now. He's making another story for next show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you know, I really Cat- crushed my car because of Jason Carr. So. <laughs> How good was that story? Time I about? was listening to the story and I laughed so hard I nearly crushed my car. I like that was him easing into it. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty savage. Yeah. Uh, also on board, Motorsheets.com. If you guys don't know, remember who they are. Okay. Webster Brothers and the Dad, they run that, and it's a bunch of instant scoring, and, uh, wait, hold on, stop that, let's restart that. Dude, you fucked up the ass. Instant race scoring and a host of many other features to make race organization fast and simple. There we go. That's much better. Adam, we got that out of Alright, so, if you guys want to make more on them, go to motorsheets.com. Also, I'd like to send a note to uh, Judy Bow and her family, her mom passing away, very sad. So we're sending love to her and her family, and we're thinking of all of them. Judy, we missed you here, and uh, we hope you and your family are doing well in this tough time. Yeah. All right. So, so on that how was your flight down? Yeah, how was your trip down? <laughs> like, I think, okay, I gotta say, I think I won. So, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start. All right. Left my house at 3.45 a.m. Thursday morning. So I flew at 6 a.m. to Denver, had a five-hour layover. Denver to Houston, four-hour layover. Houston to Buenos Aires, there's just a 10-hour flight, and then like that seven-hour layover we all do, and then finally made to Dallas there at 8 p.m. Friday evening. And you've been here for what? Two days? Two days, yeah. And you're gonna leave what? Another day? Tuesday morning. <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. I'm not saying it took him a while, but I did send him a message and say, "Dude, have you been kidnapped? <laughs> That's how long he was missing." Seriously, everybody has a story about coming down here. Dude, it's, it's not a it's not a simple go-ahead trip. No. I think our think- trip was pretty easy until we got to Santiago de Cero. We wanted to put our stuff in the, in the, in the bus, in the van, and then the van, <laughs> the engine didn't start anymore. No way. <laughs> so then we had to wait for an hour until for another van, and then we could go to the hotel, but other than that, it was pretty... You guys I would say an easy trip, but well, compared to other years... How did you guys, what, what was your flight pattern, or flight route? We, we came from Houston, yeah, so that made it. Oh, right, you guys were in from... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You guys had the bitchin' uh, Houston training camp, It was you? amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How many days did you ride? Uh, like we came in uh, Sunday night. The plan was to take Monday off because we just raced back to back World Cups. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, on Monday we just checked the weather forecast and it said to rain for the whole week. So instead of our rest day, we got a little session in. It was windy, but you know we did what we wanted to do. Next day, same thing, windy, but we could ride a little bit. And the rest of the days we spent in the hotel. That doesn't sound very awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was sounds tough. It's yeah. literally the perfect place to train though before this race. You just go straight down to Buenos Aires. Yeah, true. Now we we already booked 
um, with the plan was to stay in Rock Hill the week after, like oh, well, that yeah. was the original plan. But okay. then a couple of weeks ago, we thought like, why don't we go to Houston and yeah, we'll I mean, next well. year. Yeah, yeah. So then we still we just booked separate flights, I think, because we flew to Atlanta and then. Okay. There's that little tournament there next year, next summer. Yeah, yeah, it's a small race. <laughs> <laughs> a little tournament next summer. Okay, real question though, how was the track? I've heard mixed feelings about the track. I've heard there are some good things, there are also some things that are maybe not so great. <laughs> <laughs> Laura said it wasn't amazing. It wasn't yeah. amazing. Like it looks fantastic yes. and stuff, but it doesn't ride fantastic? No, but yeah. I, I'm not a fan of most. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a fan of most tracks in the U.S. I feel like yeah, that's fair. Don't like, say sorry to us. I'm not American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, like the idea is cool. I feel like if they spend a couple days like shaping it, it could be could be good. Yeah. Like the third straight is supposed to be a European straight, but it's like I don't know, it's bumpy and like if you're on the right side or the left side, it feels like a different street. And then the last turn is the last straight is the opposite because you can like roll everything and you're going fast. Yeah, yeah. So. Sorry guys, that's Tori having issues with his computer. So if you hear a little popcorn crack, like, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> a computer's, done it, for yeah. computer's done it for years, so I'm trying to... Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But like I, the facility, to, to end post the facility is great. And it, looks, it looks like it a really nice... Yeah, 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 it looks yeah. really nice. And the big hills on the outside, I think. If, you, if, if you're planning to build a new track, put the big hill on the inside, please. Really? I think it's better on the inside too. I think so. Yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, because if it's on the outside, like lane one has like yeah, like whole like track like, on the inside. Like I was in lane one in the main, so I'm not gonna complain. But yeah, I feel like if you're in lane three or four in Santiago de Estero, for example, you the chances yeah. you're gonna win are really small. But outside's really tough. Yeah, and this one just doesn't even cut over that much. I feel like I feel like from eight it's far, but when you're in one to four, I feel like it's yeah, okay. yeah, but from eight eight's really hard. Yeah, eight's yeah, really true. Yeah. Was the gate in hill okay? You will like the gate is pretty fast. Fantastic, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> I, thought, you know, I thought it was so fast and Dave said he was hitting it a couple of times, so I, I think it's personal, but I thought it was pretty fast. Everyone's so different. Someone's yeah. like, oh, this gate's fast. Other people are like, oh, I'm hitting it. It's like, what are you doing? I know, it's so different. The new pro gates are good, so I'm okay with that. It's get your, get your pro gate today. Yeah, get yours today. Rich, yeah. Rich, how's your trip? Yeah, the trip was fairly straightforward for me. Did uh, Manchester to Paris, which is probably just over an hour, and then bit of a layover and then Manchester to, uh, sorry, Paris to Buenos Aires, which is 14 hours, which is just... 14 hours? 14 hours. It's, it's an evil flight. I, you know, I, I did that one a couple years ago. I forgot it was 14 hours. Holy shit. It's yeah. so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I made a point of getting the bulkhead seat, so I had a bit more leg room, which was absolutely it's, fine. It's worth it at that point, but honestly. But it's, it's the 10-hour layover when you land in Buenos Aires before you get your flight to Santiago del Estero. It's just like, and you just end up sat in the airport and you're just looking at the walls and you walk up and down and go in and out of the shops 10 times and then... Yeah. You, you two hours have passed by and you've still got to sit there for another eight but you <laughs> the hard rock cafe and yeah <laughs> but it's all right once you get here you know Santiago del Estero has been good to us for the last two years and you know as much as we complain about the travel the, when you actually get here and the vibe and the fans and the, mm. the just the whole kind of different aspect of it because it's so different compared to Europe yeah. and the USA you just it, it's an experience that you really shouldn't miss if you get the opportunity to go that's what's cool mm. about it it's just like it's just an adventure. You mm -hmm. just have to kind of embrace everything about it and just enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's so different. It's 
nothing's easy about tr getting here or whatever, you know, and like you just have to enjoy it. It's yeah, all part of it. Even when you're here, even though the hotel we're staying at is decent, but even with food and everything, it's you kind of have to adapt. You, can, you, you can't just, just make it work. <laughs> you order and you kind of just get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much steak and potato, steak and french fries the entire time. You literally have steak for a week straight. Yeah. Not a vegetable in sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've just been in a taxi with an Argentinian taxi driver who only speaks Spanish, doesn't speak any English, and he's blasting Rick Astley <laughs> out of the stereo, and I'm thinking, he doesn't get any weird from this. And he's talking to us in Spanish like we're understanding, and I'm just nodding politely. Yeah, he probably thought I understood Spanish. <laughs> and one of the days we were going to dinner, the guy started driving towards the track, and I was like, I know where we're going, but you're not going the right way. So I literally pulled up my phone, and I got the direction, and I was like, no, no, stop, stop, turn here. Okay, turn here, we gotta go to dinner. He's just running up the meter, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how's, your, how's your flight now? Mine was the same as everybody else's. It was nothing special. Long AF? Yeah, long, right. same old, same old, so nothing to talk about there. Um, Side note though, how many of us, you know, you leave the first Buenos Aires airport, you drive by that other track, why can't we just have it there? I swear, we say this every day. Every time we come here, we see that track, and we're like, we should just be here and race here. It'd be yeah. so much easier. It's for yeah. those of you people that don't know, we got to switch airports in Buenos Aires, and we drive past the Supercross track like five minutes away from the international airport. Mm -hmm. What looks like pretty good. Other than the yeah, holes I went there once. <laughs> you went there once? Yeah, because one night we had a, uh, we, we slept at Buenos Aires because the flight was oh, the next yeah, morning. Yeah. So then we pulled on the bikes, rode to the trek. But you know, <laughs> it could use some work. I think the, the track's pretty good, but it's, it's good. a little rough. <laughs> it's a little rough. And the hill, I think there's two, two lanes where you can get right down, and otherwise there's like a massive hole in the. I feel like I saw that, yeah. Aren't there holes in the hill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody said to me it was used as a training facility for London 2012. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think the Youth Olympics there too. No, that was a different trick. I think the uh, Youth Olympics trick is really close to the to the, the national airport. Yeah, it's near the... So why are we racing either of these two tracks? <laughs> <laughs> this could be a dumb question, but who rode for Argentina in 2012? Pizarro. Ernesto. Ernesto Pizarro. Yeah. To see how low he started with his pedal? Yeah. It was savage. Was he lower than Vinny? Oh yeah, really? Like, like yeah. savage. Like, I'm <laughs> really? no, no one can see my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Rich, how was the commentary this weekend? Yeah, commentary was good. I think uh, myself and Jason now have managed to find a little bit of a rhythm in terms of what we do and how we do it. So, you know, we're two years in now, and the the feedback's pretty much been universally universally positive for us. Um, you know we can always make things better, and we're always looking at ways to try and make things better, a little bit smoother, and you know. But in terms of the way it's gone for us, it, it, I couldn't be any more pleased. So, you know, and as long as we're still doing a good job and people like it, and you yeah. know the riders are happy, you know we don't get everything perfect, and and I don't think no anybody one does. else could. So. No one does. Yeah, I, I'm just having a whale of a time. I'm just a super fan at the end of the day. I, I, I turn up at these races and I just completely geek out on BMX, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, it's just it's just fun. And yeah. I just enjoy it. And I'm just glad to be able to be a part of, you know, the World Cup Tour and just just freak out on BMX. <laughs> I, I know from doing it with you at the World in Belgium, like, it's a pretty tough job. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do, like... People think it's easy probably listening and stuff, and it's easy to complain about. Like, you hear it in every sport, like, motor, like, I follow motocross a lot, and people always complain about those commentators and whatever, but, like, it's a hard job, and if people tried it, they'd realize yeah. how hard it is. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to think of stuff to say and it, stuff, so you, you guys do it for a couple hours straight, and if you make one yeah. mistake in those three hours, people will start about their one mistake. That's yeah. all they remember. Yeah. You mispronounce one name in, like, the five hours you're in the booth. <laughs> yeah. But you guys did a really good job. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys did a good job. Yeah. James? Weekend? 
my weekend? Well, my weekend was actually, it was okay. First day, I felt like I wrote pretty good. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Alright, we're talking well, about your weekend. weekend. Yeah, my weekend. What the fuck else did you do on the weekend? <laughs> well, we didn't go into the party yet, so I can't talk about that. <laughs> no, racing the first day. Oh, shit. Don't worry, guys, the, the whole the room's breaking Hotel's down. haunted. Yeah, hotel's haunted. Wind just blew, blew the uh, window open. Anyway. I got back to it. Yeah, my weekend was pretty good. Yeah, first day I rode well, but uh, I felt like, you know, didn't put myself in a good position in my, I think it was the eighth final, so I went up pretty early. Um, second day was kind of just riding the same, felt pretty good about what I was doing, starts were smooth, around the track was pretty good, got in a few hectic laps though, holy smokes, just saying, um, got in the semis and then was just put out a good effort from the lane 8 in the semi, but I couldn't get over. We had a pretty, pretty stacked semi, I know all the semis are stacked, but our semi was pretty hot. You came out hot in the semi. Yeah, it felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah. ripped one off there, yeah, yeah, pretty good. I think Nick, you were in that one, right? Yeah. It was a pretty good semi. Like from eight, I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna be able to get over on no doubt. But uh, you, yeah, felt good. Do you have won the semi, Nick? Yeah. 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 I should have met at the first turn, just sandwiched it. I was trying, I was trying, but you know, wasn't able to keep up. So I got to plug in for a rider's corner. I know that was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were in the rider's corner. I went to the rider's corner. Yeah. I didn't expect that, but I think Terry couldn't find anybody else to do it. <laughs> no, I need. Here's the thing, like. The riders' corner, like the Saturday, was the normal schedule, so it was pretty easy to do because, like, they give you the time slots and I just go and ask the people, like normal, and it was fine. But today, because it was a condensed schedule with um, uh, the short and race day and in the morning, like I only had three slots and then they were really tight. So like Neek did one, obviously he was cool, and then like I was trying to fill the second one and like Laura was gonna do it, but then I went and asked her and like she couldn't really because it was really close to her quarter or something. Yeah. And so I'm alive in like two or three minutes. I'm thinking, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what am I like, gonna do? Like I asked Tuan and then Jasper was like, no, because they're they were coming up too, and I was like, well, yeah. no one's gonna do it because they're so quick. And I was just walking around like, well, this is this is sweet. <laughs> this is sweet. You're live in three, Terry. Yeah, I know, guys. <laughs> See, that's more pressure than doing the commentary because you've got to go yes. and persuade people to drop what they're doing. I know. At a massive event, and then come and sit in the corner with you and have a chat for you know five minutes or whatever. But yeah. it's taking away from their prep time. It's totally. taking away from the yeah. the focus on the race. I would find that job probably harder than sitting in the booth for three hours. And obviously, as a rider, like I get it. Like, of course you want to do the interview fifth time, but if not, like, you know, you're not going to give a shit. Like, no. you're there to race, and I get that totally. And I don't want to, here's the thing, I don't want to get in the rider's way either. Like, if a rider's going yeah. out, I'm like, I don't want to get in their way. Um, so I was looking around, and I was like, fuck, all the coaches are busy, and I was like, well, I'm literally not going to get anyone. You basically and, go about five minutes and knocked out. And then I see Kyle Evans. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he went out early, and I was like, Kev, I need one. <laughs> I was like, do you go out? He's like, yeah. I was like, come for rider's corner? He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was in my, uh, in my quarter. It was a pretty wild one actually. I think coming in the first turn, I don't know what happened to him or anything, but I ended up getting squeezed to last. I think I went under two people in the first turn. Uh, Japanese kid, Asuma Nakai, went under him in the second turn, basically put him over the turn. And then last turn I put Asumo off the track and put put him out. That was an epic move. It was pretty yeah, epic. I think yeah. I was in the quarter as well. Were you in that one too? Yeah, I think so. You were probably up front then. You weren't dealing with the mayhem that was going on. Let me tell you, Palm parked him. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, had like three people. Rosendi was up the inside in the second straight, then went under Kyle in the second turn, then went under Asuma in the last turn, put him off. And then Rosendi was still trying to line it me at the line. I was like, no, bro, I got this. <laughs> so yeah, so. it was a cool weekend. I mean, the riders' corners were good. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. It's not like a ton of work, but it gets a little bit stressful trying to get the riders in time without interfering and trying to make the schedule. That's like the hardest part about it. Yeah, um, but then like the interview, the finish line interviews are, are cool. I, I'm a little bit more nervous for those because it's like 
those are the ones that get sent out to TV. Yeah. So I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> That's true. I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to ask Meek and Laura the same question every time because they win every weekend. So. so can you say that in your own language? <laughs> can you repeat that in Dutch? <laughs> while you're doing that, I'm sat in the booth writing down quotes because I write the press release as well after the race yeah. that goes with the highlights package. Yeah. So I'm busy scribbling down quotes of like what Laura's saying or what Meek's saying. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've got to get this right to go into the actual press release because yeah. that's got to be done within 60 minutes of the race yeah. being over. So actually, so, like, with, like there's plenty going on. Honestly, like with the the TV crew, they work really hard, and like it's it's kind of stressful because there's deadlines, and like you gotta be on. Like it's yeah. like it, it don't necessarily work super hard all day. Like there's times when I don't. Yeah, I feel like you watch off racing. or you're really on. Yes. I'm off thinking, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at my watch, thinking, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, yeah, fun. That's cool. All right. Neek, let's get on to our guest of the show. World, World Cup of the World, show. Let's give, let's give him an intro. The uh, 2019 World Cup overall winner. Winner of 6 out of 10 of the World Cup rounds six, this year. 60% of the wins. Unbelievable. That's pretty savage. Neek, Neek Kimmer. Kimmer. <laughs> yeah. So, Welcome yeah. on. Um, coming to the weekend, obviously you wrapped up the title in Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing you already have the title, how is it different? Because obviously like it's a World Cup. You want to do well every World Cup, obviously. Yeah. But... It's a little bit different when you know, like, for instance, earlier in the year when you're going into different rounds, like you're closer with guys, you want to keep yeah. um, winning or whatever. So how's it coming to this weekend? Um, yeah, I feel like in the beginning of the year, even if it's a small race, you kind of want to prove yourself and see where you're at. Mm-hmm. But then it's the last weekend of the year, yeah. of, of the season. And then when you feel like you've already shown what you're capable of, it's, it's a little different, and especially if you've already won the ranking. So I feel like at the beginning of the week, it was a new track. I was excited to ride. And then, yeah, like first sessions on Monday, Tuesday, I was feeling really good. And then Friday, Saturday, I just wasn't feeling it at all. And uh, yeah, yeah, even my teammates were saying that I was acting like I was on a holiday in San Diego de Estero. So <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I don't know, went out in 1.8. I, like, of course, it's not great, but I was over it pretty fast because I knew like okay I've done well the whole season like it's one yeah. race yeah. but then you know you're letting down like the team sponsors whatever you're on the other side of the world and you're just cruising around Yeah. so it's not something that I was really proud of so then last night I actually talked with Rob and Raymond and they were like you know if you feel like you're riding for other people then just don't race at all like if you don't want to do it yourself then what's the point like you've done great all year it's one weekend it's okay but they were like, if you're going to race, just do it 100%. Or if you don't want to race, just don't do it at all. Just don't do like in between. So then this morning, I was like, okay, hey, we're going to race. I'm here on the other side of the world. I might as well give it a try. <laughs> so then they practice, got smoked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm practice like, feeling good, got lit up. Like, <laughs> like woke up 6.30, wasn't great. Because we had to race super early because of the wind. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, doesn't matter, I'm, I'm going for it. And then practicing and like, shit. <laughs> so I was like, what am I doing here? Then first round, I got third pick because it was, wasn't great yesterday. So I got third pick next to uh, Sylvain to start the day. Nice. So I uh, got a good first trade and then whole shot it. And then I was like, okay, good, I'm better than yesterday. So uh, yeah, from then on, I won every lap. So. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of up and down weekend. Yeah, I can imagine. 
finally got that lane one from Molina. He had it all weekend, it seemed like. Yeah, but like yesterday, the first round I won, but it was like eight tenths of a second off his lap times. Really? So I was like, I was thinking even if I'm winning laps, I'm not going to get inside peaks. Yeah. Like yeah. yesterday in the one eighth, I was on the outside. Okay. I think that was the first time this year that I was on the outside, not by choice. Yeah. That's new. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, why did you pick the outside? Well, I didn't really pick it. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> what did I had to take that one. What did you have to tell yourself this morning? To get going, just want to do it for yourself and the year well, just mm-hmm. kind of go and ride. Yeah, just do one lap at a time and just just race for it. I didn't really feel like I could like beat Molina or something on this track, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I thought like, okay, maybe maybe just accept that I can't win, just race for whatever whatever is possible, just yeah. make the most out of it, and then I think I won the one eight. Yeah, one more laps, but I think after I won that one, I also got like a really good uh, start time. Mm-hmm. And then my lap time was good as well, so I got first pick in a quarter, and that was when I thought like, okay, maybe, maybe, can, maybe I can actually win this thing. And then I had Molina lean two in the semi, I won it. So then, you know, was in the main lane one and made it happen. Things were clicking. That's a good example for kids like or like any rider, because a lot of riders are like, oh, I don't have it this weekend, whatever, I'm motivated. Like, if Nee can do it at a World Cup, any like people, it's it can be done, you know. Like, yeah, like I've made a mistakes a couple of times, like the for sure the last couple of years when I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna win today. That I kind of let my head down, mm-hmm. but just if you just race as good as you can, then you know sometimes uh, you're at the right moment at the right time and you're up for a podium spot. And if you can race for a podium, you know whatever happens, and you can sometimes still win. Yeah, just do do the best you yeah. possibly can, and whatever yeah. happens happens. Yeah, I mean. What a good turnaround for you, going yeah. from the 8th final yesterday to win today, that's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> the depth of our sport. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You'd be a little bit off, you get 8. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's the way it is. Because yeah. like, even 116s, 118s are aren't easy. The 16s are hard, dude. Yeah. I swear yeah. to God, now the way they do the system, like yeah. first moto is normally okay, and then 16s I feel like are hard, and then you go to 8s and quarters, and it's like, it's not as bad as the 16s sometimes. It kind of seems like a lot of 16s were stacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys yeah, yeah, went yeah, early. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. weird. My question is, coming into the season, were you was your goal to win the overall, or was your goal more focused on specific races, trying to do well? And like my my goal literally was top three in the ranking. Just okay. I wanted like I was on the box yeah. last year. I wanted, but I just I like before the season. You don't after the first first two World Cups, first weekend, you kind of know if it's even realistic to win it or not. So going into it, my goal was to be top three. Yeah. Then I got. Uh, eighth and second in Manchester. Then I won twice at Papenhuis. So then, like once you got that red plate, you just want to keep it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But like um, I always look at the stats a little bit, and I think the last six years, the winner of round one won the ranking. So this year, really? Yeah. So this year, George won round one. So I just thought, okay, he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to give it to him. So yeah. I thought. Um, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna race for a podium, but then. You know, it's just stats doesn't mean anything. And then you win four in a row, and you're like, fuck, I got this in the bag. <laughs> World Cups are hard. Like, it's easy to get a podium and go in the quarter at the semi the next race. Yeah. You know? like, and there can be huge point swings, too, either yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then with George Silva and Graf behind you, it's like, okay, you win. You cross the line, like, good for the ranking. Look behind them, they're in two. They're three. always there. <laughs> yeah, they're always there. I felt like this was the first race in a while. I felt like the podiums were a little different. I feel like the podiums at the other World Cups have been kind of similar. Like, you yeah. know, the top guys that are going to be yeah. on the podium. And then this weekend with Romain getting on the podium, 
uh, with Molina winning and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I feel like it finally changed a little bit, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, because like uh, different tracks. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday in the main, like I was, I went out the one eight. So I went to the hotel, then I came in the hotel, and uh, Shira was sitting in the lobby. Really? <laughs> like we won in in Rock Hill. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Yeah, and he went out. We'll touch on it a bit later. But he went out pretty early yesterday yeah. Yeah, wow. and sat first day. Yeah, and then we were lean one and two in the main today. So it's so crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like looking at your year in general, what do you think contributed to your kind of wins and consistency? Because I know like at a World Cup season, like it's important um, for mental aspect. Like if you do well at the first one, you kind of know you're there. Mm -hmm. You can kind of like go into the next one knowing like okay, like I can be in the main win. Like. Yeah. What do you think made you really consistent this year, especially? Mm, I think it started a bit last year because until last year I wasn't consistent at all. Like mm. I could make a main and then go out to the one eight, like <laughs> like this weekend, but then all year long. Yeah. Um, I don't know it's hard to tell. I feel like um, maybe even Yedis Chris made me realize that you know it can be over tomorrow for example mm -hmm. so when you're there just make the most out of it and that's why like most of the time even though if I'm not feeling good I just try to make the most out of it and I'm I'm just <coughs> fine with that like maybe people expect me to win a lot of times but like sometimes if I get third or I get fifth or whatever and I felt like I raised well then then I'm completely fine with it and I think that also takes a bit of pressure off at the same time and just makes makes you right like you're Capabilities. Yeah, I, feel. I always wonder if sometimes, like someone like you and like Laura, who like have won so many races, yeah. and so many World Cups, if like getting a second or third is a disappointment or a bummer. But yeah, just as you say, like yeah, the races are so hard. If you put together a good day and then you're yeah. on the day, you are second or third. I mean, you can still hold your, your yeah. head high and be okay. Yeah, and just accept good. it the way it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps a lot. Like you can start frustrating about like I do it too. Like mm -hmm. for like. When they told me, yeah, we had to race in the morning today, I was like, I don't want to race in the morning. <laughs> I don't want to get up early. But then you can, you can get pissed and frustrated or you just make the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Exactly what you did. Except in the death. Yeah. yeah. Was there a weekend or something that stood out to you most this year? Because I know you won four World Cups in a row, so that was probably pretty exciting. But mm -hmm. um, was there one of the events or something you did differently that really kind of stood out as a, a good something you learned this weekend? Mm -hmm. Like the year? I, I think I wasn't expecting to win Rock Hill, like uh, going into it I knew the hill was a bit weird, like me being right left with the four and a half cranks on the hill mm. wasn't wasn't great, but then I made it work, so I feel like after that one I was really happy and I think the European champs were, like even though it's like just the Europeans, it's not the Worlds or World Cup, but because that's, that's a, a big race. Yeah, that's a, a big, that's a, that's a title I didn't have. It's a big one. Because yeah. I had the, the World Champs in, in 15, I had the World Cup, but then the Euros, like sometimes I was close, sometimes like last year in Glasgow I was without in semis. So I just really wanted to win that because going into this year, I knew like Zolder, with all respect, for me winning that one would be really hard. So maybe even, I even said the Europeans like uh, higher on my priority list than, than winning worlds. Like of course I wanted to win worlds, but I thought like Europeans bigger tricks, maybe more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah, w when I won that one, I like even people who really know me. Like when I'm on a podium, I always smile. But sometimes like you just smile for the camera. But like that time, they, they were telling me like that was one of the few times where you looked like really really happy with the win. Ah, that's cool. 
So, nice so it, yeah, maybe European title. Do you have a favorite win? All time? No, this year. This year. Yeah, I mean, could one, be, one maybe more special than the others? I think winning Papa Null is always special yeah, for, it's for us because yeah. it's at home. Yeah. yeah. Anything for, for Nick Rich? Um, not really. It's just, you know, I was just always impressed with the consistency, you know, winning six races out of ten. Mm. It's, it, yeah. It's beyond phenomenal, do you know what I mean? And I'm sure the opposition are kind of sat there scratching their heads going, you know, what do we have to do to beat these, this guy? Because especially when he wins from gate 8, it's, it's almost like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what, guys? Got it. Sorry. You're done. But, you know, it's it's a phenomenal performance. And it's and if it was in any other sport, something that was maybe a bit more mainstream and that kind of winning streak and that record, um, you know, winning back-to-back uh, world titles as junior and then going into elite and winning back-to-back world cups and, you know, European champion, mm-hmm. it would be, it would be you know, you'd be lauded from the rooftops. You'd be on TV all the time. And I don't think that, uh, you know, BMX as a sport, I know I'm diversifying a little bit, but I don't think BMX as a sport, people give the athletes the respect that they deserve. Because, That's a good point. Because yeah. that performance over the last however many years has been absolutely superb. And, and like I say, I don't think... BMX racers get the recognition they deserve. That's actually something that kind of frustrated me maybe when I won the world title in 2015, when I was like 18 when I won a World Cup, 19 when I won the World Champs. Like it's not like I wanted to be on TV or something, but it's, it just felt a bit weird when you, like I'm at Papa Null six days a week and then you see other athletes who are world champions and they show up in their like massive cars and <laughs> yeah people know like, and i'm like thanks mom and dad for paying my rent for the last couple of years <laughs> but that, that year it changed and like after that i could afford it for myself but like uh yeah it's a big difference no it's a good point and like like rich said like other sports like if you if it was like track and field or something it'd be a huge deal you know they get paid to go to events yeah yeah, yeah it's much different yeah. Yeah, yeah bearing in mind you know what you might win for a, a world cup or a usa bmx win or something like that it's a round of drinks for a premiership football, so it's a night yeah. out in a club, and and you guys are out there well, putting like twenty five hundred a night out in Santiago del Estero. <laughs> you could buy Santiago del Estero for twenty five hundred dollars. We're gonna buy a house here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's the, the you put life yeah. and limb on the line. You, you know, you take extreme risks. Yeah. You don't get rewarded for it, and yet somebody who's kicking a bag of wind around a green square. <laughs> Gets a hundred thousand pounds a week or more. Yeah, it's yeah. just insane. Okay, let me yeah, tell you, the, weird, the real athletes here are fucking golfers. Let me tell you. Shit. <laughs> 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 I played golf last week. I went Wait? to uh, what's it called in the US? It's not really oh, golf. Golf. Yeah. How was it? I want to go there. Sucked. golf's hard. Golf's yeah. really like, hard. Like you know, in BMX when you're a goon. Yeah, like that's the way I feel. Like <laughs> I got that really club hard. in my hands, I just don't know what to do. When I, I hit the ball, when I feel like I hit it perfect, I still feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at like, like even when the pros do it, like they're, they still spray it all over the place yeah. sometimes. It's hard, it's hard for them. Yeah. Let's turn this into a golf podcast. Just show <laughs> <laughs> Then you will lose one listener for I sure. Know. <laughs> uh, Probably two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rich, that's a really good point. I like it. It, for instance, you can do well, like you could win a World Cup or medal at the Worlds or whatever, go home and like no one even knows. Like, yeah, no one cares. No one has a clue. Yeah. Like the BMX world does, of course, but really that's a, it's a pretty small niche at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Worlds, like for us, the last couple of years got a little bigger. It definitely has, yeah. Worlds is always, yeah, Worlds is always pretty big. It's the one yeah. where like if you do well, like it might get shown on like Sports yeah. Center in your home country and people might know. Yeah, and the same with the, if 
as a Dutchie, if you win Papenal, I think that that one, that's the one where like national TV is at. Yeah. So then you can get like a couple minutes. But uh, Holland loves sports. It's pretty cool. Like in yeah. general, you guys love sports. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but then there's so many sports. Like for a small country, there's so many sports we're good at. So yeah, true. like today, the World Championships in uh, road cycling were, and. Uh, so then, if, if a big event like that's on the same day it's your race, then you know you no chance. <laughs> no chance. Like maybe because it's cycling, they'll put like a thirty second BMX part in between. But uh, all the nations just love yeah. their road and track cycling. Yeah, yeah. but it's cool. Like if you look at like Holland and even like GB, Rich, like those two countries, like they they follow and like showcase their Olympians. It feels like through all four years. Whereas in Canada yeah. and stuff, it's like this the few months leading in, the few months after, and it's literally it for the whole four years. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've only got to look how popular things like cyclocross are yeah. in, in Holland and Belgium. Yes. And, you know, and it's, yeah. it's basically building. riding around a muddy field and it's, it's got a rabid fan base. You know, they're out there partying, drinking, eating frites and mayonnaise at the side of the track. <laughs> and there's, there's thousands of people watching, but they don't take the risks that the likes of yeah. you guys take. And, and I just, yeah, well, it frustrates the living daylights out of me sometimes. Well, yeah. I think if you are a winter sport, you have a huge advantage because there's not that many competitions going on in winter so if you have like a big competition you can get time on tv whereas for yeah. example during the summer there's like track and field soccer football and those, you name it they, so dom much, they dominate yeah. 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 yeah they dominate yeah that's why like in yeah, north america you have the three big ones you have basketball baseball and football yeah it's like anything else people don't know about and uh, canada like if you don't play hockey no one gives a shit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's like those those mainstream sports are obviously awesome I mean, like i like them but at yeah. the same time it kind of hurts like olympic sport or something in a way because it doesn't get shown as much because those sports just yeah. dominate like the sports center in the headline yeah. right. so should we talk about racing this weekend sure everybody else Let's start with uh, the big winner of the weekend, Gonzalo. Men's, we'll start with men's racing, Gonzalo. Yeah, so Cello, 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 Molina. <laughs> it's about time he's won one here. Dude, he's, he's whole shot at two World Cup mains and hasn't won. He was, he was due. Yeah, he was definitely due. And you know what? It was cool to see him win at home. Yeah. Like in Argentina, the crowd was like, going wild. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, funny story, Last uh, yesterday, I went out in 1-8. Went back to the hotel, took a shower, got a message that I come back for doping control. That's awesome. awesome. Best so then during the final, I was taking a pee. Like I was inside a building and the crowd was going wild for each other. It was insane. That's cool. Like it, it, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, while I was there. it's cool to it's cool to see like riders do something like that at home. Yeah, like of all the place to win. Like it's kind of funny too because like the crowd was so silent for every rider, and then Chalo in the gate, and they just fucking erupted. Yeah. 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 Um, but he, he was good all day like he didn't lose a lap I think Saturday no does it really like how much does it help being at your home country let's say because I know it's not like Gonzalez home track but like for unique too being a Papano how much does it affect you in a positive way because we don't get that really in Canada we don't have that so I think it's it's cool but at the same time it also adds more pressure I feel yeah, like does. people often kind of forget that because like yeah. if I'm going to Paris for example then Sure, I don't know the track as well as I do at Papenal, but the week going into it is so much more relaxed than when I race <coughs> at Papenal. <coughs> but yeah, you know the track, so you sleep in your own bed. Yeah, you can get yeah. like food, dinner, lunch, breakfast you're used to, and yeah, yeah. That, that makes it a lot easier. I'm sure. just, you don't have to travel, you don't have to pack your bags, yeah. put in a <laughs> freaking small golf bag all the time. It's like the little things, like yeah. when you race Pan Games in Toronto, obviously Toronto's on the other opposite side of the country from where I live, but even so, like just being there, you just like you're in your home country like the crowds behind you yeah. and you just feel like yeah you feel at home yeah and you can if you make a dirty move then no one will 
No. Ooh, you are. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, like for example, if I put Chala over the turn, <laughs> I, so I hope they're gonna send me security guards. <laughs> you wait with forks and knives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing is as well. Obviously, Nick won in Papendal. Molina's won in Argentina. Kai White won in Manchester. It's pretty so cool. that kind of home rider advantage seems to be playing yeah. out at quite a few venues as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I I feel like the the top guy the top top guys mm -hmm. for them. I feel like if George Reese at Papenal, if I race Paris, if Sylvain race anywhere, Graf, like the guys who are often on a podium, I feel like they always adapt really fast to to yeah, track. So I feel sure. like for them, <coughs> like if I race in Paris or Papenal, I don't feel like I have any more advantage in Papenal than I do in Paris, for example. Yeah, and I, I feel I like Joris, because Joris has won at Papenal, Sylvain's won at Papenal. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like maybe for like the whatever. 30 to 60 the guys are on the brink of doing well maybe. yeah yeah then yeah. for them it can really make a difference to know the trick yeah true. but i feel like for the top guys it's about just getting good snap and sure yeah an all shot then it doesn't really matter it comes down yeah. to such small yeah. details whoever's on that like day. sure it helps to be on your own track i'm not gonna yeah. lie yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, but I, I feel like for the top guys it makes less of a difference i can agree with that like gonzalo though like at the end of the day it didn't seem like now that he was a, like slow all year but he wasn't as fast as he was here and then he, whenever yeah. he comes to argentina he somehow finds another yeah. gear all the time yeah. i don't know if it's something about the gate the hill that he likes he's just really yeah. comfortable with yeah. but it always seems like he steps it up more i think all yeah. the above like the track suits his style it's yeah. like fairly basic wide open just go for it yeah and like i had to home like put all this together and that dude is capable of ripping off whole shots anywhere. Yeah. Like he whole shot a rock kill from eight a few years ago the main and rock yeah, kill was far from unbelievable eight. i tried it i had no at rock hill with corbin and one I was in seven or eight, whatever the gate was, okay. Oh, I, didn't even have to, I didn't even have to stop pedaling for him to cut over on me. I wasn't oh, yeah. even worried about him oh, yeah. that far ahead. He lit us all on fire then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let's talk Alfredo. Rich, my, one of my memories of Alfredo is when we were commentating the world. And we saw him slide out the second oh, turn. Oh, yeah. It was, Unfortunately, yeah. that's one of the first things I remember from Alfredo from this year. Yeah, complete heartbreak for the guy. You've got to feel very sorry for him because he's had like, you know, two world championship semifinals. And he's crashed in both of them, and you just think, when is this guy going to get his break? Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> he's so good and he's so fast. And I think he got four seconds this year. Four seconds, three seconds. Papandal here yesterday. I think one in Paris. He got one. Did he get one at Rock Hill? No, he didn't go in Paris. I think. I think he got second in Paris once. I think Papandal was his first World Cup podium. Papandal was yes. Yeah, but in Paris was. Oh, Paris I'm sure. I'm sure he was on the box. No, Paris. He was on the box one day, yeah, for sure. I, you would, the stats. I mean, you would know you're on the box. Yeah, yeah. I won't mind. I had a list yeah. of the results from the year. I should have brought him with me. I left him in the hotel, so I could have told you for <laughs> certain. He needed a bunch of seconds. Like, he was good. Yeah. He got Basically, he did everything but a win this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's nice to see another South American rider coming up, you know, and, and, and really challenging for, for wins and things of that nature. And he, he seems like such a, you know, laid-back, straightforward kind of a guy, and there's, there's no pretense about him. And... His time is definitely coming. You know, he's going to win one at some point, and it's it's not a case of if; it's just a case of when. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I honestly hope he manages to do it. You know, maybe in front of his home crowd, at, in, in his adapted home of Rock Hill. If yeah. he did it at Rock Hill, I think it would be amazing. Um, obviously, we're not going to South America for the World Cups next year, so he's not going to be able to do it in South America. But you know, Campo, I've got mass respect for him i just think he's, he's he's waiting to have a breakout ride and it's not far from coming no i thought he was going to win a rock hill one day yeah yeah, yeah. i make sure that too especially because they're training all the time he's won a few usa bmx rounds there too yeah or at least a couple he was good this weekend too what do you get second second uh, you get second in the overall second set you get second on saturday yeah i think so he was in the podium 
pretty sure it wasn't. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I can't remember for some reason right now. Yeah, he got I second because Romain was third, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Romain was third. Yeah, okay. Alpha was second. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, he got a bunch of podiums, so. Yeah. You're good on him. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. He had, like you said, a good, well, consistent year, but he had some ups and downs. Up and downs, yeah. like you said. Because, like, today, when did he go out today? Yeah, he just didn't make it, I guess. That's fair. It happens. Romain was good. Romain was really good, yeah. He seems to be good. Mr. Lane 6. Yeah, Lane 6. Somewhere on the outside. Normally not 8, though, but he's somewhere like mid to outside. He likes, I think he just likes to come away clean, doesn't want to touch anyone, just wants to rip one off. Because he's got a big gear. What does he run? I'm pretty sure. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. I don't know what he's got on right now. Big gear. Short cranks. 175's with big gear. What do you got on, Nick? Stop secret. <laughs> you got a secret one on? Just guess. Uh, You're on 177s, I think, or 175. Yeah, 177s? 177, yeah. I think 47, 17? 49, 18. Yeah, I was going to guess 49, 18, but when you said 177. Basically the same setup. Yeah, we run. Okay. Now I got a small gear. But it's like, <laughs> okay, Neek runs that gear, what's everyone going to put that on? It's not going to work. No, it's not, not going to be the same. It's like 12 more worlds with a big ass gear, everyone's going to put a big gear on. No one can keep it going. Yeah, run Twan's setup, good luck. Get a, I get a year subscription to the chiropractor while you're at it. I, I will blow my back for his gate. Straight up though, yeah. yeah. I don't get how he does that. Yeah, but he probably changed it like 87 times. Maybe he needed to change his gear this weekend. He probably did. Yeah, he probably did change He usually comes over and talks about it though. If he does, or when he if doesn't. He, if he does, if he changes his gear, he always talks about it or posts about it. <laughs> he likes to let people know. Do many people run forty four sixteen etc. anymore? You know I, I always yeah. seem to see big gears. Yes, but I think a lot of people have also gone to the bigger sprocket, like 47, 17, 49, 18, 50, 18, stuff like that. Well, for the uneducated out there, what is the difference? What's the performance advantage from running that bigger gear? It's smoother. Okay. So generally, I think it's. I think on Supercross, the general consensus is it's smoother to run after the first jump, especially, even if the roll is the same. Yeah. That's what I've noticed, too. Okay. I, run, I run a 49-18. I used to run a 44-16. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I, and it's a, I don't know. It's a mental thing. When there's a big big blade on, it just feels better. Just feel like a I would horse. never put a smaller gear on than a 46, I think. A 44 looks like a 39 now. <laughs> yeah, it looks small. Yeah. I've been thinking going back to a 44. I need to bump my gear up a little bit, but I don't, for some reason, I don't want to go to a 49. So I'm thinking I'm going to go to a 44, 16. 44, 16 with a big tire? Yeah. It's not a small gear. Yeah, but it, it, you know what? That's pretty big. I, I would never put a 44 on. I would go for like 47. I used I to run know. a, I used to run a 43. This is a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I used to run decimal gears all the time. Really? Yeah, 43.7. Do you think like, they worked? I, you notice the difference between 43.7 and 44. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know every mini Donaldo now is he's on all the web looking for big chairings for uh, the kids' bikes. One year in Papandau, I was like, it's like 2016. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but like the week or two before, I was like, I was on a 43.7, and then for some reason, I went to a 43. Point, like eight or then Come nine on. for the race or something. <laughs> 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 looking back now, I was like, what are they doing? What are you doing? Just why you stick with the same gear? What's it doing? <laughs> we'll switch things. Um, but then again, it's just a mental thing that doesn't. You're like, oh, I'm, feeling, I'm gonna go up point one. Fuck, it's gonna be the answer. <laughs> oh, it feels so big. That feels so good. I've had races where, I, I, for me, my handlebar height makes a big difference, and I always feel like it's different depending on the day. Yeah. And I had a World Cup for the first day. I felt like I was popping a wheelie out of the gate, so I put it down like two millimeters, the mini spacer I have, and I feel way better. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, like, okay, you know, when you, we always practice without number plates. Well, you, you ride with the plates. I always practice number plates because of literally. Yeah, okay, exactly. you know what I'm gonna say. Because <laughs> when you ride without a number plate, you see your bar in the same position. You it's put it like I'm riding plate. on a different bike. You put up a number plate, it feels like your bar is in your fucking lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, 
Uh, what about the U.S. guys this weekend? We had Corbin and Connor out there. Yeah, they're running pretty hot. They were going good. Connor's looking looking good lately. He's improved. I think he's improved quite a bit the last like while. He's been. It's been the last four minutes. Uh, I don't think he made the second day in Rock Hill or today on Sunday. Okay, one of the I think he made both days in Rock Hill and day one here. Did he make both days in Rock Hill? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, So today he was in our semi. Yeah, in front of me. Yeah. Three to four. Yeah. Rich, what have you noticed about the American boys? Um. I mean, obviously, Corbin's had some great results, you know, Rock Hill and, and that kind of thing, and going really well. Did I see that he had some problems with his pedals? Or am I making that up today? Did he? Has he no. looked a couple of times? Yeah, I think I heard yesterday, Corbin, when he went out early, yeah, I heard it was something to do with his pedals, because I heard him say to somebody else, like, while I was riding around the pits, like, he's like, yeah, I had the small ones on, I, whatever, I couldn't get my foot on, I couldn't keep going or something. Why do you have the small ones on? I don't know. Maybe I'm hearing stuff. He always runs the big ones, doesn't he? He does have the big ones. And he had the big ones on today. So Why are you riding the big ones? Because yeah, tell me. Okay. What's the difference between the big First of all, I don't like either of your fucking tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Tell me why. When I first started using HD pedals, I wore the small ones, and they're good. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> and then, so I put the big I'm ones right on, ready. and it feels like my foot is more flat and stable on the pedal with the big ones than the small ones. Do you guys agree or not? No, I disagree. I haven't tried so. Here's the you thing. use the small ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the part where you... I understand what you're going to say, but I don't know... Okay, I'm gonna say my part where you clip into is the same, and the surface area that you have to stand on with the side of your shoes is the same. It feels different. It does not. It feels different. I put them on, and I actually felt like I couldn't feel the sides of the pedals because I think the springs are higher or something. Stupid. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I felt like it was better, so I just see one. But I didn't I didn't realize he had trouble with his pedals. Yeah, I think he did have trouble with his pedals. I think he unclipped yesterday in the one eight. Oh, is that why he didn't yeah. make it? Yeah. I think uh, okay. I think he unclipped today as well at one point. Okay. Like Seem to recall him coming out of the last turn trying to get his foot back in his pedal. I could Jeez. be wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he had problem, oh. problems with his, his I didn't pedals that. today. But he looked good overall too. Yeah, Corby Delastray, Stero. He's, you know, he's been fast here. Oh yeah. He's always been oh, yeah. fast He's won he's one, one here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, 2016. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah. 2016, yeah. Um, you know his first race looking better with Carlos? For someone that's not a first rate specialist. Dude, he whole shot yeah, his yeah. like quarter today. Did he really? Like, he ever whole shot at a quarter? No way. Yeah. No, he did not. He, he won never did that. Whole shot, whole shot his quarter, <laughs> like a middle lane. Wow. Okay. I know. Oh, what I love about Ramirez is he can find a gap on a track to get through anywhere. So yeah. you, like we'll be watching a quarter or whatever, and one of I'll have literally one eye on the front of the race, and I'll have one eye on Ramirez because I know he's going to pull something out of the back somewhere, and it's going to be spectacular, and he's going to give us something to talk about. So, yeah. you know, the, the little magician, and he is. He just he just seems to pull it out of the hat from yeah. nowhere, and to yeah. watch him. He's so entertaining, and I think you know younger riders as well. To watch somebody like Carlos Ramirez, who's got that track craft, who knows how to make passes in the pack, you can learn a hell of a lot from watching somebody like him. So, you know, younger riders out there, I would seriously watch Carlos Ramirez and just see what he does, and you know, maybe you can apply it to your own racing. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people, if they get an outside lane or if you get cut off, think it's done. Like, watch Carlos. Yeah. Like the race is isn't over till it's over. You can target the finish line, find a way. There's always a way through, you just have to find it. Yeah. yeah. The, the amount of times on the first straight, I thought I've had him clear, I've cut him off enough that I'm going to be good into the turn. He shows and I start exiting and he's just coming right in front of me like, bro, what are you doing? Like, where are you coming from? Oh, I hate racing him. <laughs> and another guy who's good at finding gaps as well and making opportunities for himself is Michael Bias from New Zealand. He was good, yeah. He, he, yeah. You know, he, he, we do take notes in the booth of, of people who kind of make moves and try and create opportunities for themselves and he's another rider who will do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was good. He made the semi on Saturday. Is that his best result? Best good question. Result. Yeah, I think so. I think Probably so. would be, yeah. 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 
he was in the race with uh, Sylvan in the incident with the Ecuador rider. Oh, yeah, the guy put Sylvan over the corner. Yeah, yeah. cut the line and then put Sylvan up top. Dude, he didn't just cut the line, it was like a meter on the inside of the grass. Pretty, it was pretty far. <laughs> yeah, like when I see something like that, I feel like they should put the, the pets in the turns again on the inside. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. So if you just if you want to try it, you're just gonna crash into it. Yeah. Yeah. Why like, not? You just don't just don't even try. It. That's ridiculous. He screwed yeah. Sylvan out of a race yeah. for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And that put Sylvan down the rankings as well. So that really yeah, yeah. screwed him, really. Yeah, 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 really. That's really disappointing. Yeah. I have a problem with the airbags though. Sometimes where Flip they, the pedal. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, you can have your wheels in the trap and you can lean in pretty far. So if they have the airbags, they need to be a foot inside of the lane. Yeah, but if they were a foot, I mean, that dude would have... He would have smoked him, I guess. Yeah, he would have smoked him. Yeah, he would have smoked him, yeah. You can have a foot in, so if you're... That dude would have probably missed him he was so far inside. <laughs> he probably would on the inside of him, yeah. <laughs> I think the other incident worth mentioning as well was Jonas Balbach hitting the camera. Dude, oh, the second turn, yeah. That, oh, the thud when he hit that camera. I, I saw it on Instagram this morning, I was like... Holy Which shit. camera did he hit? Did he, the big the one? The boom camera? The, no, one the, the second turn, the bigger one on the yeah. crane where the guy's moving. Like, I remember 2015, and like the camera was, wasn't there in practice. Then first round, or first, back then we still had Moto. Yeah, first yeah. Moto was on the inside. Camera was there, I thought, fuck, I'm going to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I was used, like, I expected it. And, that's and why now I, I didn't notice it. But still, sometimes, yeah. when it's, sometimes I think at the Olympics, it was, if you're in lane one, at the bottom of the ramp, it was there too. That's Sometimes right it's a bit sketchy. Yeah. It's yeah. funny when you're lane one and the camera guy's beside you, he's just got the camera like a foot away from yeah, your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess have have you post. seen the clip on Instagram of that? I haven't seen it. Who posted it? Well, um, it was on BMX Hike Racing, and Jonas hit it, and you hear this massive thud, and then you hear him just go, <laughs> oh no, like, holy shit. And then obviously he didn't race today, did he? So he's obviously hit it with some force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough to put him out on day two. It's like when, it's like when you win yourself, it's the worst feeling. It feels like you're going to die. Oh, it's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then like the medics come around and they're like, just breathe, just, just breathe. And you're like, fuck, you think I'm breathing? It's worth mentioning the graph back on the podium with his broken ass. Are we allowed to, what happened? Do you know the story? Are you allowed to talk about it? I guess it's too I don't know, over. So I asked this to David and he said like, yeah, I didn't get why it's already just didn't explain it. Okay, uh, okay. So I think you're, you're, you're good. Okay, I just didn't want to be like yeah, disrespectful yeah, yeah. or whatever, but yeah, I guess he tore part of his glute off his femur. Yeah, really? So it's yeah. not a small, small injury. Holy I mean, shit. Yeah, it's a big injury. So he couldn't train much for Rock Hill. So he, like people watching, like he wasn't his usual self in Rock Hill, but clearly he got a bit of training in. Yeah, between these yeah. two and probably recover a bit what more. You, what do you do to fix that? Or just that? rest. I think because yeah, he took two weeks off after Worlds. So this is what he was telling me. Okay. Then uh, after after two weeks, he started training again. He said like, okay, it hurts, so maybe I need to get like X-ray or something. So we yeah. went to the hospital, walked in, and the doctor was like, I think it's it's probably fine because you can walk. And then they looked at the the X-rays or. MRI or whatever, and yeah. you're like, well, <laughs> maybe you should take some more rest. Jesus. That's a pretty gnarly yeah, injury. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, he, what did he get overall in the series? He got third, third overall. Third? So like you talked about Sylvan yeah. going out earlier, I mean, the overall was close today. Between him, Sylvan, and I think Renkerel yeah. for third. Yeah. That's quite the battle. That's why that. David was like double as excited when he got second in the That's main. cool, because like, yeah. the overall podium for the World Cup is big. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. 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 And he deserved it. He was yeah. good this year. Yeah. He was what, solid, yeah. What did you get for overall? Then I'm obviously get prize money for... Uh, I think 10. Sorry? 
Like you mean money? Yeah, yeah. I think it's thin. It's like ten, I think it's yeah. ten ten seven five or ten eight five thousand. Oh, okay. So there's obviously there's a chunk of cash on the line. That's, it's yeah. a worth. It's yeah. It's worth yeah. chasing. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Um, last guy we have on here, Vincent Pelawar, wrote well. Vinny, if you're listening, be more aggressive in the semi. <laughs> <laughs> but Saturday he rode super good. He was in the semi, like battling for fourth and fifth, and didn't make it. But he rode really well. Yeah, he's popping some off. Yeah. I'm still finding it weird that I have to say Vincent Pelawar riding. Vincent Pelawar. Yeah. <laughs> He hasn't changed his name, has he? <laughs> That'd be epic. Vincent <laughs> 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 Uh He was good, actually. I like seeing guys like that do really well. Yeah. It's cool. Wow. He's a multidisciplined guy now, too, because he rides uh, track. Eh? He did it the weekend before Rock Hill. He rode track yeah, that's the weekend pretty Rock yeah. Hill, like Pan American Championships, and then went to Rock Hill for the weekend. He rides a big year, right? Uh, I, feel like I you think he remember. does, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if you ride in track and you're yeah. switching to BMX, you And like he's got a shitload of torque too, because when we both trained with PH, he'd run huge gears and just like be super pipey. Yeah. He needs to run he actually needs to run a big gear to be faster. Is that why he leans back like behind his back tire? He's um, got he's got a unique gait form. He's gotta be one of the fastest guys that like to the halfway down the ramp. Yeah. That's I would think. At least to the kink, no doubt. Yeah, I don't get how he can move forward if you're this part. It's yeah, incredible. It's incredible. It yeah. works though. Like, yeah, it's so yeah, fast how it moves yeah. forward. Yeah, wow. Maybe we all need to take notes. No, I'm just kidding. It feels <laughs> like you're just hanging off the back. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, would go straight, I feel like if I was doing that, it might be a point where I'd just out. go straight out. <laughs> straight out. Pop the wheelie. Yeah. Um, women's racing? So the biggest story about women's racing, like before the weekend started, was at least not um, being here. Yeah, why didn't Judy and Judy? They were two and three in ranking, and they both in race. Yeah, uh, two and three. Yeah. Two, I mean, obviously three. Judy had passing her mom, so that's yeah. that's normal. Um, she wouldn't come, but as kind of surprised at least didn't show up, especially because she was in second and uh, had a chance at the overall. Do we know why she wasn't here? I'd assu- I would assume she just didn't really want to make the trip down here, probably, and maybe just thought the title wasn't really worth it. And she's had a successful year, so yeah, world title. Yeah, maybe she thought she won the world, she wants to focus on ABA, it's not, she doesn't want to do the long trip, screw it. That's fair, spend some time with Sam. I'm assuming she's going to rock up in Tokyo then for the test event. I would think. Yeah, I would think. You would think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe she's just decided to place her focus there and, you know, look at the bigger picture and go into I think so, 2020. Yeah. Absolutely firing and, you know, maybe those little decisions that you make, whether you, you know, take a 32-hour trip or whatever to South America and risk you know maybe crashing or dodgy food or whatever it might be does those little things that obviously can happen in this part of the world yeah that uh, maybe she's decided you know what we'll just go we'll go bigger and better somewhere else and sacrifice something in order to get us to the bigger goal but uh, you know like I say it was it was a very much a surprise not to see Elise here but uh, I'm sure there's reasons behind it and uh, all will become clear in the future yeah what do you think Nick? If I was in second, I would make the trip. I would too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she probably has a good reason for it. So. Yeah. Did she still get top three overall? I think she got third because there were only two girls on the podium. All right. So she still, yeah, she oh, still wow. made like five or Yeah, five. I think uh, Felicia <laughs> had to get top two or top three today to pass her and she got second. So huh. So at least got, what did Felicia get overall? A second. A oh, second overall? Yeah. It was lower Felicia at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Speaking of which, Felicia has been pretty bad. She's, I feel like she's about to win one, win a World Cup. Yeah, she's been really good. I think she probably just needs to get used to being one of the top girls in the final and like being confident and just getting after it. Because if you look, like she'll win her semi by a lot, but in the main, both days, okay, it wasn't that good. Yeah, it's a big difference between like doing it in early rounds and then like getting to the main and yeah. doing it when it really counts. It's a big difference. It's very true. 
But dude, she almost won a World Cup at Abbotsford like yeah. when she was junior, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she was leading it all the way until that. Yeah. But it's cool to see her back because she went through a couple of hard years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the rider that impressed me most over the last couple of rounds in the in the uh, women's class, Natalia from over. Really consistent. She's really come on as a rider, you know, and she's up there and and she's starting to look really comfortable as well. It's almost like she expects to be there now. Yeah. Like that mental switch has been flicked. And it's like, right, I know I can do it. Let's just get on and, and, and get it done. And she's obviously made four podiums in the last two races. So something's clicking there. And, you know, she's got her uh, unusual warm-up procedure, shall we say. <laughs> I was going to ask really... you, even between laps, do you think it's because of her little circus acts between laps? I think that has something to do with her. How do we, how do we explain to people? That, well, I feel like we've talked about it, but how do we explain this to people who don't know what we're talking about? Thinking of, think about a fireball on a string, but they're not on fire when she's in the pit. She does this weird, like, not juggling, but it's like... Yeah, spins them around her body. I don't know how to... She has these two, down. like... What do you call them? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. These two, like, handheld fucking things. Next time we see her, we'll ask her. And she does, like, these, like, circus... Like... What do you even call it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The first time I saw her do that was at Glasgow at the Euros, and she was stood on the grass at the opposite side of the road from the stadium. And she's just swinging these things around. I'm going, oh my god, what is she doing? I think it's well, calming it seems for her. To work. Yeah, 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 quite meditative. Yeah, I think yeah, so. And gets yeah. her into a decent headspace, and then next thing you know, she's you know she's performing on the world stage, and you know she's hitting podiums. Whatever works. Yeah. yeah. Um, really impressive ride by uh, Zoe Klassen on Saturday. Am I saying that right? She's yeah, still junior, right? I think second year. Yeah. Is it Clayson or Klassen? Clayson's we But she's Zoe. Yeah. She's made such a flawless transition. I mean Jason were talking about that on the on the commentary today that her transition from kind of like you know the like the juniors she was made the junior final in Baku and she seems to have stepped into the elite side of things with with very little friction she just seems to have slotted straight in there and started to do well straight away and it's not often you see that happen. I mean obviously Saya Sakakibara has been the same she's managed to move up but you look at somebody like Bethany Shriver as well who's had her ups and her downs since she moved into elite women. And it's it's you know it's testament to Zoe and I think the preparation that she's put in, and also the fact that she just she seems very very calm on the gate. She doesn't look flustered. She doesn't yeah. look bothered. It's almost like right, let's tick the box and get the job done. And she's doing really well. Well, it's sometimes easier when you're like second year junior, first year elite, because if you don't have a ton of expectations, yeah, like, yeah there's no pressure. Everything's gravy. Like, like if you go to quarters, okay, it's still good for the experience. Yeah, but yeah. It gets a it's a bit different. Like Niki, obviously, know like when you do well as a young kid, and then all of a sudden the next year, like it's expected. It's like a totally different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, she's done well. Is she working? I saw her come with down with the UCI team. Yeah, I think so. Is she with them now? You guys I think. Know? I'm just taking guesses too. I thought she was, yeah. but I thought it asked. Lin's got a good team. He's got a good crew of riders. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like if she is, like they have a good group of girl riders too. With yeah, uh, Simone and Saya, Sai, Japanese girl. Like they have a good group of girl riders and a good group of guy riders it's, I think it's going to help them moving forward yeah, I think if so it hasn't already to be I think the Argentina junior oh, yeah, yeah. I think she's in with Liam as well, well. So, yeah. the one that whole shot of the world right yeah yeah, yeah she's doing good too good, um, too good crew yeah um, some girl named Laura Smollers dominated too this weekend <laughs> yeah you might know her knee <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's impressive as always you guys both went four wins in a row in a World Cup series this year she went, yeah, Rock Hill and now here. That's pretty, yeah, I think it's really she, impressive. How many did she win this year? She's won 19 now. Yeah, but this so, year. Oh, this she year. would have won, uh, she went in Manchester? No. One, one day? No, no, she didn't. No, no. Papandal, she won one day. Papandal, two days in, no, one day in Paris. It's two, two, two days. days. 
So she's six this year. She was four for four these last two weekends. Like we were doing, going into the weekend, we're doing like a battle, like who, would, who could win with the biggest gap until second. <laughs> I, I don't know who won it, by the way. Uh, you know your big dick anyway. You I know. Know. But like she won twice and then I went out and won eight, so I kind of ruined my chances. The 19 World Cup wins, like, how many do you have? 11. Are you the next, are you the, I have the most with guys, other guys now? Yes, but I also have double the chances than, for example, Sam or Maris. Yeah, like, well, like all the all the stats are gonna be a bit skewed now because it used to be one day, now it's two days. But yeah, Maris had six. Sam has nine or something. No, Maris. No, Maris had, I don't know. Is that Maris had more than? No, Sam. Maris had. Uh, had Didn't Maris have like nine or something? <laughs> How many years did Maris race? He, he won at least one per year. <laughs> what, is, yeah. what does Sam have? Uh, maybe it's maybe Maris was on eight and Sam on six. I think there was like two okay. different. Connor probably. Has Co- Connor's probably even with. Uh, Sam, yeah. Liam has quite a few. Corbin also. Yeah, Corbin's one of Yeah, Corbin's kind of not really consistent, but like he, he'll win a few. He, a year. In the shadow, he'll win one or two a year. He's got a he's got a big spank. He won one in 2011, and then he's yeah. won one in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> we had a big gap there. We got injured, right? Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. 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 But since then, yeah, he's been on it. Well, so. that BMX results dot com are the stats, but um, yeah, I don't know. Would you like to plug bmxvideos.com too? <laughs> <laughs> Side note, next year, for the Coffee Chatter Awards, we want to ask BMX Videos. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that collab. To do a video, <laughs> like collab. make a video for us and all, yeah. Um, Mariano got injured today, but she was looking better this weekend. Do she went to the hospital. I'm not yeah. sure. She went to the hospital, so she's okay. But was it in the semi? Yeah, she walked off track, so I'm hoping that's a good sign. But uh, it's just really nice to see Mariana almost back to her best. Because obviously she's had that long layoff with the injury, you know, the problems with the knee, getting back to full mm-hmm. fitness. And it, it, it almost looks now she's back to the old Mariana. Yeah. So that can only be good for the sport. I mean, I know we refer to her as the Queen Bee of BMX. And, and she is. She's a personality. She's a celebrity. You know, she's somebody that we need in our sport. Yeah. So to see her back, you know, near the top of the game. Yeah, I'd love to see, team. like, Mariana in her prime. Yeah. Elise, uh, Caroline, if she's she can come back. Really good. Uh, yeah. Laura, yeah. Elise. Like, yeah, I think these four are just, like, the... The best four yeah. we've had in the last couple have, of years. I hope Mariana's okay and she can get a good good training over the winter and get into next year, like not behind the eight ball and uh, back to world self. Yeah. Um, so, World Cup season. Anything that we need to cover that we haven't? Mm. What do you think? World Cup season? Anything else? I'm going to talk about how dominant the Dutch are and the French are. Because I feel like you guys are just running the show these days. It feels like to me, Every main event is at least like okay, one or two Dutchies, and then it feels like there's two or three French guys in there every time. I don't get it. So just, <laughs> I think probably just lining up with fast guys every day makes a huge difference too, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the U.S. they've always been really good, but mm-hmm. I feel like the last couple of years is pretty much cornering. Corbin, but mm-hmm. the U.S. like they don't. They really have no program. They don't no, support exactly. juniors. Yeah, they don't. They don't really. I like, for example, the USA BMX series. When George, Connor, and Corbin retire, who's next? Who's next? Good question. Yeah, <laughs> I mean J- Jared Garcia. He's gotten some results. Yeah, but um, yeah, true, they're, they're all the same age. Like, yeah, yeah that's true too. Like, like, same age. I think after Tokyo, if like probably some of them are could retire but like I, so, yeah. I was talking about it with Connor a couple of days ago like your age group there are so many fast guys from your age group I feel like if that generation is gonna quit then uh, it's 
The World's Cups are totally different. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, gonna be a big missing yeah. Like, contingent, yeah, for sure. Um, but the US doesn't, they don't like ride together, they don't really work together, yeah. everyone just does their own thing with their yeah. own coach, whereas you guys, like Holland and France, like for instance, if Holland, France, and US all have the same amount of fast guys, yeah. you guys ride together and like... Like even Twan isn't in a team, but we still often do track sessions in the park yeah. and we race, like even if it's a national championship, it's, yeah. uh, but like, <laughs> it's a big thing. Like Cor awesome. Corbin's in Arizona, Connor's in Vegas, Nick's in California, yeah. Jet's in California, like yeah. it's all separate, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then you have the French guys who, I mean, a few of them are separated, but you get a bunch of them together as well. But they're pretty close in the team, the French guys. Yeah, but I feel like they got four guys who can win, and then they got 20 guys who can make do, a semi. Do pretty good, yeah. 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 I think it's crazy, like someone like Simba. Yeah. He's made two World Cup mains this year, he's been in two semis, and he's not on the team. Yeah, Papandal was one? Manchester, Manchester yeah. in Rock Hill. And then no, Paris. I think Paris, Paris yeah. Paris 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 was in the main. Was he in the main in Rock Hill? I'm not sure. I don't think he was. Maybe he was in a semi, so maybe yeah. another semi. Yeah. Add that to it. It was definitely in the semi. Yeah, yeah. and then he'd come to here, he's not on the team because they have so many people. And obviously, I'm sure it was criteria from last year to be on the yeah. team, but still, yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah, and I think Maillet, for example, he made the main twice in Paris. And I think he was only in the team since then. Yeah, I'm well, not 100% sure, but like, you have to be. Made, made you got you got to be in a team. You, you got to have, have results, yeah. Yeah, their like uh, Olympic qualification is only based on finals. That's what I heard. Yeah, fair Which enough. To me, is, yeah, fair is, enough. Well, when you have that many guys, I guess it's fair, but it's pretty wild for other yeah. countries who are like, hey, we need to get a few finals and so get a result. Yeah. Kind of yeah. deal. Like in most countries, it's like if you can get one World Cup main, you're there. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, any quick shots? We do have some quick shots. We got some fan questions. We got a few fan questions. Yeah. Um, let's see, what we got. We got a few here. Somebody, Collier, KBMX, he said, is it scary up on the hill before your race? Mm, no. I mean, no. I said no. Yeah. At this point, no. We've all raced so much. Yeah. I think Meek's scared, but I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I'd yeah, <laughs> <yeah, he's probably laughs> scared. That's it. Sometimes in Manchester, for example, we had that ramp or when there was a tricky... When you look through the first turn and you just saw the, yes. first, the first turn was yes. like a funnel sheep, whatever you call it. Like that, then I was like, okay, I better get out or I'm gonna pull the brakes. I'm not gonna be in the middle. Yeah. Mm. I think but so. But I feel on the most tricks, I'm fine. Yeah, I think when it gets to racing a lot of time, you're just so focused that you, you don't, don't really think, think. You don't really think yeah, about it. Yeah. And then you're scared. Yeah. Sometimes going into events, like you said, Manchester, it's one of those places I'm like, I don't look forward to going there. Yeah. I know it's gonna be dangerous. People are gonna be cutting off in the air because there's no other option. Like, yeah. yeah. But most of the times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Vandenberg, Big Davo. <laughs> He says, when the fuck is Terry getting his ass back into racing? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, you read the read this is the last one. Yeah. We got more than this, by the way. Thoughts so. on Silva and Andre getting ran off the turn Saturday by someone who was off the track going to turn two. I think it's a, I think it's a clean move. I don't think he should have gotten relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, someone said, coffee chatter will be at the after party. Uh, yeah, the contingent will be there. Yeah. We're gonna burn that place to the ground. All right. uh, ladies, if you're listening, it's James Palmer 66 in this <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, another guy, we got another question, Birdo113. On Friday, I yelled to Tori that I loved him. He didn't say anything. Oh, dude, I waved back. <laughs> <laughs> he was the kid, so I was walking, and the, the kid, I heard it from the stands. I was walking from like the where Max was down the last street, and the kid said it, and I wa turned around and waved. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like that sad <laughs> He waved, bro. Um, McLean underscore Matthew, worst crash? 
Well, we already did best crash of the year. So well, worst crash. Can... Okay, let's let's maybe let's change it. Let's go around and say our worst crash or one we've seen. Okay. Our, our worst crash. Let, I'm going to tell you my worst crash. It wasn't. I injured myself, but it's the worst crash I've ever had because of the story. Okay, first year. Oh, the story. <laughs> it's not a story. <laughs> Sit back. Okay. And everybody have a laugh. First year at Chula, I was junior. Oh yeah. Time. It's a time trial. This is back in the time trial days. Okay. It was pretty windy in the time trial. I'm a junior. I have to wind up on the chalk line just to make this damn berm jump. I ended up messing up down the second straight. I pulled brakes for the berm. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like roll the berm, but I was like, I, I should probably just jump through the third straight, I'll be fine. So I started jumping through the third straight, I cased the first one, I was like, oh damn, okay. Jump the second one, case that one, jump the third one, case it again, I was like, okay, this is stupid, I should just slow down and manual. Went to manual one, it was pretty deep, went to manual one after, almost looped out, bucked myself back over the handlebars and did a front flip in the time trial after I haven't jumped the berm, Broke my collarbone in the crash. <laughs> I literally was in pain, but I was like, I need to get my ass off the track. And I just like grabbed my bike, walked off, and I was done. But oh my God, that was brutal. Rich, are we talking about my worst crash? Yeah. Uh, very easy one. Bournemouth National 2005, riding 3039 Cruiser. <laughs> and uh, there was a rather large step up on the second straight that had a really steep backside. Oh no. And I was fourth in the semi, jumped it. 50 50 on the top, oh. straight over the bars, missed the landing, drove myself into the flat bottom. Don't think I breathed for about five minutes. I went blue. <laughs> and to make it even worse, it was the weekend before I was due to start a new job. Oh, so, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a pretty good, good one. one. It took 10 weeks for my ribs to heal after oh. that crash. We have got it on. DVD at home and I've got a photo <laughs> sequence of me actually hitting the top of it and literally I just missed the landing completely and just dropped myself into the ground. That's a pretty good one. Nick. Yeah. Probably uh, the Bermuda Burial. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I was behind yours. Like one of the smoothest guys in the circuit. Like, okay, I'm good. And he pulled <laughs> the brakes. <laughs> yeah. 50-50 the berm jump with my body instead of my bike. That was an hour. Yeah. That's a famous one too, just because of the yeah, Olympics. Like, you know? like, that's what I was thinking, like, uh, if you have to crash, just do it in the Olympics. Because there's like 500 cameras around, no <laughs> motion. I think I was in every every Olympic replay thing. Yeah. And it's still funny. picked up his bike and walked around the track. Like with a broken that. foot. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. only realized my foot was broken when I came home. Warrior. So much adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. It's funny though how there's different people in our sport who you know you're behind, you're like, okay, I'm comfortable. Or you start coming out of the turn, you're like, I gotta get beside this guy. I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Tori? It's gotta be uh, the World Cup made in Papua down 2012. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it visited you at hospital, man. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you I was only 15 or yeah, something. I, I think I was with Jess. You came with Jasper, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Thank yeah. you for coming to visit. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was gnarly. Oh, yeah, I was trying to. I remember, like, I don't really remember the crash, but I was in fourth. And I just remember sprinting as hard as I could out of the turn before. You came out hot. To try and pass David yeah, Herman yeah. for third, and then I just, yeah. The double was so tragic. Oh, I crashed so bad. Yeah, that, was, one, yeah. that one had some. That track had some wild yeah, crashes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty gnarly. A um, couple more. Well, this one's from Dave. We just said, James, which race besides the Olympics do you look forward to the most? Um, probably Worlds. Worlds is special. Worlds is the most yeah. special because it's the one off of the year now that it's like everyone looks forward to. Everybody comes in most prepped and I've actually, I've never won a Worlds plate as an amateur or anything so I've always won, that's a goal of mine. So that's one of, uh, that's got to be my most looked forward to race of the year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And then, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I think it's the biggest one for everybody because, no, it's special. As yeah. we said at, at Zolder, it's basically BMX Christmas. Yeah. It's the one you wait for for 360 odd days of the year, and then it turns up and everybody's having a good time. And it's just a completely different vibe to every other race. Mm. Yeah. So. Like, the Olympics is huge, like, for all of sport, but if you look at, like, cycling and BMX as a culture, I think the world's mm-hmm. the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And also because everyone who's there yeah. loves BMX. Yeah. It's yeah. not just, like, the Olympics is cool too, but then there are also a lot of people come and watch BMX for the first time. I feel. Yeah, but like world is like fucking diehard yeah, BMX yeah. people. Like they travel yeah, yeah. across the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it's cool. Like everyone's walking around their country jerseys. Yeah, the world is special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one from Big Davo again. He just says 2020 predictions. What are you guys' predictions for going into 2020? Either for the year, for the Olympics, or all of the above. All right, Nick, predict. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to win this round, this race, and double that, up here. Make sure, make sure <laughs> let, let Rich predict it. All right, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Just put me on the spot go? wide, aren't you? What kind of a prediction do you want? Just Say, a general uh, one? What do you think? I think we're going to get more of the same, actually, leading into 2020, in that the Dutch and the French yeah. are going to be way up there. Um, I think, uh, you know, the likes of USA, Great Britain, Australia who were not that far behind, but I think there's almost becoming now a discernible gap between the top two and everybody sure, else. Yeah. Um, I think the racing's gonna be more frenetic. I think we're gonna go, obviously there's new venues in, in 2020, there's gonna be two World Cups in Australia. So that's really gonna shake things up because obviously it's a track that people haven't ridden before. And also I saw on Instagram yesterday that Bathurst has had a bit of a rebuild. Ooh. So there's been some changes made to Bathurst so that's really going to shake things up. And I think the combination of a new track, an Olympic gear, uh, the pressures that come with all that kind of thing, I think you could see a real shakedown in the first two weekends of the year of the World Cup. And, and you know, the Dutch and the French haven't ridden the track yet, so that's a big bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so when you fly out, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, fuck, thanks for joining us, guys. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Me, guys. That was a really good time. Thanks to Progate Europe, uh, Burn Academy, Burn and Motorsheets.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. That was fun. Congrats yeah. on the title, Nick. Perfect timing because I got to go to dinner. Perfect. I'm hungry, too. Yeah, it's time for dinner. Time for a steak and uh, an after party, I think. Yeah. Time to go back and burn this place to the ground. All right. We'll see <laughs> you guys next week. to the Air Force. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah.